0: Welcome to Car Bomb Podcast, episode 385.
1: I'm Peter W. Dawson. I am Chris Truscott-Brown.
2: And I am Emily Cirecki, and also disappointed that you said 385 and yeah, not 395.
1: I was waiting for a moment <laughs> to, uh, to bring that up, but uh, welcome to episode 395. Uh, Peter, go on.
0: Well, you see, Chris, um, it was going to be three ninety five, but unfortunately, Canada was recently voted uh, the worst place to go by China. Hmm. So that that has taken away all our numbers a bit. Because Hold my beer. Now the worst. <laughs> So, uh, in a moment of unity and healing, uh, I want to sing a song to the Chinese government to maybe get them to change their mind. Must you? Yes. For world peace, Chris. <laughs> Ginny the Pooh. Ginny the Pooh. Uh, shit, how does the rest of that song go? <clears throat> Tubby little cuddly all stuffed with fluff. He's Ginny the Pooh. Ginny the Pooh. Willy nearly silly old bear. Uh. For those I of
1: you, right. um, listening to only the audio version... <laughs> I wish I had been recording the screen because the look on both mine and Emily's face <laughs> as Peter was doing that was just like both of us wanted to Homer Simpson backwards into a shit like a hedge immediately. Uh, well, no, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, Emily's I like diving there's,
0: out there's a window nothing, right now. <laughs> there's nothing bad that will happen because I've referenced China, specifically the government and Winnie the Pooh together, right? That won't. Oh, sorry. Shinny the Pooh. That won't, uh, that won't, uh, further impact relations, will it? Emily, please help us.
2: Same song.
1: Three, two, one, zero. Okay, Peter you yep. uh you told me I probably wouldn't hate that intro uh-huh. you you aren't
0: correct
2: i second bet <laughs> <laughs> well i mean
0: chris I'm just glad you you finally finished your auditing session yeah uh
1: that's another thing i what didn't what did even... you irradiate that's another thing we arranged ahead of time uh the topic list but I forgot one thing on the topic list, so I'm going to open with that. I wasn't being audited, Peter. I had COVID.
0: Oh, no, right.
1: Or <laughs> specifically, I think I had COVID. So I want to get mm. into that a little bit, the reason I say it that way. On Monday, last week, not this week, uh, I went to work Jamie didn't go to work because she was feeling a bit sick. Obviously, these days, you feel a little bit sick, you take it seriously, you go try to get tested. So, I'm at work because I feel fine. Jamie is going to get tested at least recently. I don't know if this is still the case, but in BC, we have no rapid tests or proper tests. We just don't have tests. And I've heard from several people, and I can give you my own experience in a second. Several people, they call up, I have symptoms, I want to get tested. The answer has been, if you have symptoms, you're positive. Treat it as positive just for the sake of safety. If you have symptoms, you're in quarantine now. So for me, I didn't have symptoms. I was at work, but she was looking for a test, couldn't get one, but while there's zero tests in BC, there are out east rapid tests for days, like anybody can just buy them, you can just go buy a box of rapid tests, so her work actually had a bunch of rapid tests available, and so obviously nobody was unsafe, doing a safe drop, uh, somebody from her work brought her a couple, in that one of these is for now to see if you're positive, and the other one, if you're negative, is to confirm you're negative, and if you're positive, this other one is for after your quarantine to prove that you're negative. Uh, so I got home, helped Jamie do the test, she's positive. Okay. So I text various work people and be like, Hey, I I feel guess what? (laughs) I feel fine but my wife just tested positive. It was a rapid Mm -hmm. test, not a PCR test, but still she tested positive. So I need to get tested tomorrow and I can't come to work. So this was on a Monday after work, so Tuesday morning, I'm calling around trying to find a test. I get told a variation of basically the same thing. Mine isn't you have symptoms, you're positive. It's you have been in contact with someone positive. You're You're now positive positive and quarantine. So I spent the week in quarantine. I did get sick, but I was never tested. I can't say for sure I had it, but I was in proximity with somebody that did test positive and I got sick so I probably had it. The story I was going to tell last week was basically up to this point the same story in that I had the lamest covid ever cuz I got little bit of sniffles, little bit of sore throat uh, but that's it and like I'm only quarantining because i of my proximity then on the thursday as the days going on i start to feel super shitty and worse and worse and worse and i am by the time you guys are recording the episode and i really appreciate it at that point, I am so fucking sick. Like, I'm coughing my lungs out. My nose won't stop pouring. I have an excruciating headache, and I don't even think that's a COVID symptoms. I think that's just... I was coughing no, so much. that is a much. COVID symptom. I was coughing so much, it was giving me a migraine. I also realize, in hindsight, I was sick the whole time. It was just, I was waiting... For more obvious symptoms. But. As much as this paints me in a bad light. Because. I. I am a heavy drinker. I know. I know how to do a shot. I can do a shot. Not a problem. That whole week. Even before I started having symptoms. I was having trouble with shots. Like. I would do one. And barely keep it down. The other symptom was my appetite was non-existent. I wasn't eating, but the the worst thing that I found through this whole thing is a back and forth between uh, insomnia and lethargy. In that, during our week of quarantine, we basically kept no schedule whatsoever. We would like fall asleep at five p.m. And then wake up at 10 p.m. And then stay up until 4 a.m. And then go to sleep again. And it's just like there was no schedule. We were just we decided in the interest of health. We were going to let sleep dictate our schedule. And our sleep was all over the map. But I basically spent a week in quarantine. That felt like three weeks. Because of the all over the place sleep schedule. So I'm still recovering from that. But yeah. 0 out of 10 would not covid again if I could help it. Wasn't great. But I have I, to say
2: I don't know I, how different this has been in the US, but uh they they certainly have enough tests that they are offering anyone in the US who wants to order tests for their household they're offering four free rapid tests per household so you bet your butt i already ordered mine for our household. i've
1: heard that and yeah
2: and I'd, tried to and tell everyone i know and please it's order not yours it's
1: not just canada because most of canada has access to these rapid tests It's B.C. I don't know if it's like if it's a money thing because it's always a money thing or. Could part of it be
2: related to like delay in highways? But even then, like even then Vancouver would have them, right?
1: Well, no, uh, the problem would be if Vancouver had them all, that might Mm -hmm. be a reason we didn't get them. But they're all the other direction. All the highways that closed are between here and Vancouver. If I want to go further east, nothing is stopping me. Like, the roads aren't blocked.
0: And east is where most of them are. Well, that's a lie, Chris. It was blocked this morning.
2: But my point is, all of the tests, I'm assuming, are far enough east that had they been shipping them in, they would have essentially shipped them through Vancouver?
1: Maybe, but the main highway, uh, Coquihalla, as of yesterday, was open to all traffic. They Mm. finally fixed it.
2: Yeah, Ish. Yeah, I was just curious if you knew if that could have impacted it, but I it sounds like know, it's not super likely. I don't likely. know
1: the reason, honestly, yeah. but all the same, I don't think that's mm. bad advice. If there's no tests, then if you have symptoms, just you're positive, stay home. I mean, um, it's
2: better than giving a whole bunch of people COVID. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then there's... uh whole other thing i don't want to get too much into uh but i can gloss over it because i have specifically not named my workplace um in bc as of january of this year which we're still in uh the government is covering up to five sick days for like your workplace that's awesome that's great it's about time
2: yeah It's not enough, probably, but, you know. (laughs) Well,
1: I mean, I just used up four out of the five, because, like I said, I was at work Monday, but then I was quarantined after that, so I hope I don't get sick any time the rest of this year, but they, I don't know if this is the actual government rules on this sick day thing, or if this is my workplace being difficult, but... When I didn't even think I was sick, I called the hotline, got told I am supposed to quarantine because of being in contact with a sick person. So I mm-hmm. did. Work didn't want to pay me for sick days because I needed a doctor's note. And I called around and I found a doctor that gave me a doctor's note stating that I was following the proper guidelines and so I was exempt from work with an official signed doctor's note for these dates because they agreed I was doing the correct thing. But it's like, is that seriously That's a fight I needed to have? Like it, That it's feels just,
2: very dumb. It, it just <laughs> I don't want know, to badmouth your work, but also that feels really dumb. <laughs> I'm not badmouthing
1: my work because I'm not naming my work, but I'm badmouthing correct. a workplace that did that because it's like...
2: It's also if one of those I you're not, everything right you're not and I bad get naming punished for a workplace. It? You're bad naming a bad policy. Yeah. Probably, as it's well. Like um there are plenty of <sighs> good companies that also have bad policies. So Yeah. Um Yeah, that's that's one of those like I, I've always hated the, the doctor's note rule anyways. Um especially because like a lot of times you just can't get into a doctor. Not to mention, like, there are plenty of times when it's, like, you know, pre-COVID, where it's, like, I have a cold or the flu or something. Like, what I need to do is lay in bed and drink lots of water. Mm-hmm. I What I don't need to do is, like, try to haul myself out of the house somewhere for someone to go, Yup, you have a cold or the flu you should really go home and lay in bed and drink some water. <laughs> yeah. So the, And then charge me lots of money so that I can have a piece of paper that says, like, "Yup, <laughs> you sick. <laughs> what you should have been doing is exactly what you wanted to do anyways. <laughs> Just lay around and, you know, take care of yourself. Yeah, and um, in the end, like... I
1: called the hotline and they agreed that I did all the right things because, again, this is the our COVID resource in BC. Uh, the lady put me on hold to double-check and check with her superiors and then came back with a confirmation that, yes, as per official guidelines, she can 100% say I did the right thing. The moment you're in contact... As per interior health guidelines, the moment you're in contact, you go in quarantine, test or not. But she couldn't do any kind of note. She she could just confirm that, yes, I did the right thing. The thing that our current interior health is, our governing medical body here in Kelowna. And they confirmed that by their procedure, I did the right thing. Eventually... I got a hold of a doctor in a walk-in clinic that was willing to help me, but once I found that doctor, the conversation was like, I tried to explain it, and he basically cut me short. Yeah, you were in quarantine for COVID. Uh, What days were you off? This day to this day? Cool. Where do you want me to send the letter? And like, once I actually found the right doctor, it was just- Because here in the
2: US, there is no way- a doctor would write you a note. I, but, I don't know that it I don't know if they actually would have changed anything for COVID, but like in the US, I feel like no doctor would ever write you a no, sick note. So they're gonna without want two hundred and fifty
1: dollars for you. the uh the sick note. <laughs> what um, was that? They're gonna want two hundred and fifty dollars per a sick note.
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing the doctors themselves, I don't think, actually care about that. I'm. I should rephrase that. Some doctors will care about that,
0: mm. but
2: honestly, I think most doctors uh, know that the healthcare system is pretty messed up. Yeah, um, and are less worried about whether their money is coming from the patient, the insurance, or the government. Let's think. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know.
1: But the actual note that I got, Chris Truscott was not available for work from this date to this date due to, due to medical reasons. Signed by a doctor. That's it. That piece of paper with those words on it. I mean, legally, that's all it, they need. <laughs> now I'm going to get paid for those sick days when I wasn't without that piece of paper. It's just like...
2: Yeah. That, I know, it's that's silly.
1: That's so stupid.
2: <sighs> um well,
0: glad you're feeling better.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I uh... still have managed not to get COVID whatsoever. I'm on like I'm on a streak. <laughs> yep. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep the streak uh, going. I, I, it's probably some combination of being very careful and and following guidelines as well as maybe dumb luck as well.
0: (laughs) Are you sure it's Um, not a combination of Pizza Hut and Taco Bell?
2: Uh, or A&W and Long John Silver, who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that's
0: a callback to last week, Chris.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I remember. (laughs) I did listen
0: to it. I liked that episode.
2: He had to listen to it because we said a lot of things he had to get rid of.
0: <laughs> That's true, we did.
2: Yeah. Um, anyway. You're welcome. I know you wanted to be doing that instead of, you know, actually laying in bed and drinking water. <laughs> uh, we we did, as
1: uh, Emily may have noticed, uh, Emily is in a shared Minecraft world with Jamie and I. She hasn't been on for a while she's been busy with other things uh but recently she went on and realized that jamie and i have basically done nothing but during our quarantine in various states of lucidity and healthfulness uh but at various times of the day like we were doing minecraft like i said if we wake up at four in the morning and we're just up now uh then doing minecraft (laughs) so we've been doing a lot of that
2: I was going to say thanks to them I have a bee farm I can like get honey for everyone yeah, It's great Jamie found nice. some
1: bees and tried to breed the bees And did it wrong and killed the bees And so we had to go find more bees And then oh, more no. other bees to actually Successfully breed them But then we successfully bred bees And so we brought Emily some bees And
2: uh, yeah. You have to teach me how to uh, Breed bees because you got to talk I, to Jamie I, I have no idea Okay, I will have to ask Jamie because I want to make an insane amount of bees around my house.
1: <laughs> anyway. Like
2: like frame rate killing <laughs> level of bees.
1: Uh we've done that with chickens in another world. Uh it can get bad. We crashed the game with the amount of chickens. Anyway. Um There was another thing it, that I don't have a good segue so I'm just going to jump No, no, Chris,
0: we do. Oh. What you got speaking, speaking speaking of sick people.
1: Yes. So speaking of sick people Yep Uh Joss Whedon Joss Whedon's a piece of shit.
0: Holy shit. Okay. You know how it's like the end of a show and it's like, boy, I learned something today. And then like Family Guy did the joke, it's like I learned nothing just yep. even worse than that he
2: any s- lessons
0: he took from everything that's gone on with him seem to have been the worst kind of lesson so uh specifically during
1: his reshoots on the terrible theatrical release of justice league uh ray fisher still better
0: than the theatrical code of batman v superman yep well,
1: no, actually, I'm just saying. I don't think so. Both were bad.
0: I uh, think it was better.
1: I actually saw the Snyder Cut first. I refused to watch Justice League until I saw Snyder Cut, and so yeah. my opinion of Justice League was even worse because it was shortly after mm, having because watched yeah, because then you
0: saw exactly what they cut out. Yeah, and yeah. Anyway, um, Snyder Cut's still better. It's not a. It's not even a debate. Uh. Ray Fisher,
1: who played Cyborg, previously, after the reshoots, like before Snyder Cut was even out, this was when the theatrical release of Justice League was the only version. Uh, Ray Fisher alleged that Whedon's behavior during the making of Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. Uh, anything from, like, making fun of him for his race, which... Excuse me, go fuck yourself if you still have a problem with someone that's skin is a different color. I have no time for you. There's no justification. You're a piece of shit if you have a problem with someone's skin color. Whatever it may be. Anyway. um, Joss Whedon recently responded to that, which... How many years later is this?
0: Yeah, it's been uh,
1: so many years now. I mean, look up theatrical release of Justice League. I don't care to right now. but Wasn't that uh, 2019 as well? I think something like that. But just now, Just Whedon uh, right. is responding to that. No,
0: 2017. Holy crap. Ooh, Jesus. Boy.
2: What? Because so, well, <laughs> well, you know, they rushed it out a, to
1: beat Endgame, in, right? Yeah, in a very uh... timely response... Joss Whedon is now talking about Ray Fisher being a malevolent force because...
0: No, no. A bad actor in all senses of the word.
1: Yes. Fuck you. A malevolent force because this is just a bad actor and he was ashamed of his performance on there and so he just made some stuff up to try to take away from his bad performance. This is a bad actor on... All fronts uh just trying to defend a bad movie. Even worse. Uh, I'm trying to find a quote, not just hearsay.
0: Oh, he's um, one of the nicer producers in Hollywood. He fucking nice guy it. I'm a
2: nice guy. You know. <laughs> milady. <laughs> so I mean, in uh, that fedora.
0: <laughs> unfortunately, the word that comes to mind is a word that would be detrimental under the circumstances because it's just giving him more ammo. God damn. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know the old joke where you say you call somebody a thing and then you say no, I take it back. That thing is useful. What?
2: That, what a, that's where my yeah. mind
0: goes when I think of when I think of. Yeah.
2: What a great uh, argument, though. It's just like my actions are fine because. I'm not the worst one out there. I'm actually pretty good comparatively. (laughs) Like, that's not okay. Like, that doesn't make you better. (laughs) And it's also... Gal Gal Gadot. uh, Look, I'm sure there's a lot of disgusting shit out there, but also, like... Is it... It's probably not completely true. Gadot or Gadot.
1: I think it's Gadot, right? Huh? It is Gadot, Gadot. yeah. Gadot, yeah, okay. Um,
2: Gal Gadot?
1: uh, Gal Gadot. That's what I wasn't sure about if it was Godot or Godot, but I think it's I've Godot. always heard. Godot. Oh, no, it is
0: it's good it's Gadot. Godot. Okay. Yeah, because um, it's not Godot, it's not the French one, right? This is the problem. No.
1: Godot. Because she's Israeli. But
0: G-U-H D O W T.
1: Okay. Um so anyway she wasn't doing something that he wanted for whatever reason. And so he threatened her career. Like he's just typical masculine Hollywood bullshit happens all the time. Unfortunately, we cannot pretend he's the only one that does it, but the threat of I'll ruin your career. You're never going to work in this town again, which unfortunately is actually leverage that a lot of, male figures in Hollywood have over female figures, but also just powerful people over non-powerful people. Unfortunately, she has enough weight behind her uh, that she wasn't going to take that, and people are on her side. But he threatened her. So Joss Whedon's response, again... From allegations in 2017, now he's responding, oh, she misunderstood, because he doesn't threaten people, because who does that? He just used overly flowery lang- flowery language, and she misunderstood because English isn't her first language, and it's just like... Fucking what? She speaks English. <laughs> just casual just casual bigotry. She yeah, right, yeah. She has a bit of an accent, but like who doesn't? Every <sighs> single one of us has an accent from mm. where we're from. Not that it's a problem, but like each one of the three of us has a different accent. Or a slight different accent's not even the right word, but a slightly different intonation on our speech. Because we're different people, but, like, she's not, she's, it's not broken English. She understands English perfectly. Um, like, I can't believe these are, like, you know what his best move would have been at this point? Because, again, that was 2017. Shut the fuck up and never bring up these allegations again. But like choosing those defenses against these allegations is like i I know he's an idiot hey, okay,
2: here's the quote, an asshole, I found it.
1: but I wonder if he's mentally ill, like this is really dumb
2: uh, yeah i I found the exact quote I think okay. you were looking for, if you need it, which is I don't threaten people who does that. English is not her first language, and I tend to be annoyingly flowery in my speech.
0: Do you have her counter quote to that?
2: Uh, She's actually responded
1: to
0: that. I think she says something like, I speak English just fine, asshole. Yeah. I was going to
2: say, I I don't think it's in here.
0: (laughs) uh,
1: So, apparently the concern arose when Whedon and Godot argued over a scene she wanted cut from the film... And he then jokingly said that if she wanted him to get rid of it, she would have to time to a railroad track and do it over his dead body.
0: Uh...
2: That can be arranged.
0: <laughs> yep. Challenge accepted.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. Extra life stretch goal.
0: <laughs> well, that'll be a real stretch goal. We obviously don't actually intend harm to Joss Whedon. I'm just going to slip that in just to
2: be safe. (laughs) No, of course we don't. I'm on the fence. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Chris.
0: (laughs) Well, if you fall off, can you land on Joss Whedon?
1: Uh, Okay, I want some harm. I don't want to murder him. And having me land on anybody is certain death at at this point. We (laughs) don't know how
2: high the fence is. We just know you're on it. just a few relatively annoying uh, paper cuts, at least, would would be good. I'm and by like a few, I mean like you know fifty. I'm <laughs> all right. We should probably stop talking about this now. I'm
0: weirdly,
1: <laughs> I, I'm weirdly a fat skinny guy. In that, I got a pretty fair amount of weight. Like, I'm bulky in certain sections, but I'm also just really bony. So, I think it would really hurt to have me fall on somebody. I, I'm plenty heavy, but I got, like, really pointy elbows and shoulder blades and,
0: uh... Your like, elbows are definitely pointy. If you're saying I'm, this,
1: I will agree to that. I, I'm a weirdly fat, skinny guy. Like, <laughs> it shows I don't know up if
0: go that, certain parts of my you body, You definitely got pointy elbows.
1: I'm... I'm weirdly pointy and bony at certain parts of my body, and then like I'm gangly and chubby at the same time. You've got you got a bit of Sam the
0: Eagle in the face, so I understand the point. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but yes, we wanted to move on, but actually, also Jerry Seinfeld. He's not just a muppet. <laughs> <sighs> the
1: The other thing I was going to talk about, though. Mm.
0: Is Speaking of animals. Even more depressing. Yep. This is why I wanted I to... Just, this is going to be the on. first... I've got two more topics after this one, and they're thankfully a little lighter.
2: Yeah. Let Our let bond is up. brutally yeah. pessimistic. <laughs> yep. well, Episode title, uh, man. I wanted God. to talk, like... Well, unfortunately... that's the thing with the other one, because I, I think I, I labeled
0: the third one Polish that turd.
1: Uh, and fortunately uh i've been aware of this previously but it's a shitty thing that i kind of forgot about and that's a problem but i was recently reminded are you guys aware of kiska the orca
0: yeah no 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 Okay. I know. Yeah, I'm probably more familiar. Canadian is probably one of the reasons I'm familiar. Do you want to educa- yeah. educate Emily?
1: Yeah, I'm just finding some bullet points and not. Oh, educating whole...
0: Emily! That should be like a segment story. Now I'm just trying to. I, <laughs> no, I'm desperately like trying not to talk about this. she's one of all of us. The...
1: <laughs> um, so Kiska the Orca was captured in 1979. As a young orca, she was about three years old, so she's currently about 45. But she was ca- captured at the same time as Kiko. Kiko, the orca, is the mm. star of Free Willy. So both of them were captured in
0: 79
1: and transferred Sorry. to Marineland.
0: Quick, quick, quick segue, because again, I'm trying... I gotta, I gotta... This is about Kiko. My niece, when she was... <sighs> Five or six years old, she called Free Willy 2 Free Willy Kiko 2 with fire. Because it ends with the ocean being on fire because of fuel.
1: I don't remember Free Willy 2. I don't remember if that's still Kiko in that role, but I know in the first Free Willy, it's Kiko. But anyway, after starring in Free Willy, Kiko was rehabilitated and moved to his home waters in Iceland by the International Marine Mammal Project.
2: Which was all well and good, except So that's that all apparently... well and good
1: that um, Kiska was still at Marineland, and she's given birth to five calves, all of them that died an early death, and we know mother orcas, they, they don't deal. Like, they lose their children, they're traumatized. It's not like some animals I've seen that are just meh they move on it's like a lot of rodents because they're just kind of used right. to that as a way Rats, of life squirrels rabbits it's, like, it's just kind yeah, of a, they, like we make they,
2: lots of them because a lot of them don't make it by
1: uh quantity not quality but orcas are one I mean, of the animals a, that definitely we're as
2: intelligent as they are octopus are the same ways it's like yeah. one in one thousand octopus babies and, will like i
1: want become to, a I adult want to briefly uh get into like i know there is a technical definition of sentience and i'm honestly not sure i agree with it but i don't know actually where i personally define sentience but i think one thing that at least is a significant factor to me is the ability to be depressed i think depression in itself is a sign of sentience like you have to sort of be aware of your emotions and the world around you and like situational like your si- I, yeah your I situation to a certain extent you have to have a certain level of situational awareness if they're not at least somewhat sentient adjacent i don't know if that's a thing but mm-hmm. at least this is not a official list but just in my opinion some animals that fit there uh Dogs to some extent, but that's I'm on the fence. Same as cats. I really like cats, but I don't quite think I agree with that. Horses I mean, though. I'm, elephants for sure. Uh chimpanzees. Uh and gorillas. dolphins and orcas. Yeah, gorillas. Um, but even then I'm not quite sure on gorillas. I think chimpanzees are a little bit closer. Um,
0: uh I know no, I know stories of spider monkeys who have of- I know stories of spider monkeys who have had enough of a notion of overwhelming despair to take their own life. So, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, um, I was
2: going to say I could go into a huge amount of detail, which I will not to spare time on this podcast, but um, of why essentially way more species than most of us would ever think are way smarter than we give them credit for and like, where a lot of these animals probably have a lot more are basically a lot more sentient than we give them credit for as well
1: like something that and a we a lot closer to humans don't really give credit for how intelligent they are at least most average people uh ravens and crows those things mm. are fucking smart
2: birds in general i also,
1: think also i don't think I consider them sentient. I consider them intelligent, or at least clever, not intelligent. But sentience to me is more just awareness of self and See, and your own argue, emotions.
2: I've heard things about them that to me I feel like they no, no no they are like much more well aware of themselves and others and the difference and you know. Yeah. Um but, but anyway, yeah, I mean...
1: it, it is known and documented that orcas will mourn the loss of their children. Like, they don't just casually deal with loss of children. They mourn them. And right. Kiska had, at various points, she'd given birth to five calves. All of them died an early death. So she's been pretty miserable about that. Um, But since 2011... And may I remind you right now, we're recording in 2022. She has been in solitary confinement. There's been nothing in her enclosure with her since then. It's... And it's a gray area. Like, we know if you look into Marineland, if you're not familiar, you're going to hate them. They're terrible. But... bringing Arguably in, like...
0: worse than SeaWorld. Oh, for sure
1: um but bringing like at this point kiska they do not believe would survive in the wild it would be cruelty and basically murder to put her back in the ocean
2: kiko didn't survive when they put her back in the wild um but
1: also going to get more marine life out of the ocean to put it into captivity. Now there's a whole bunch of rules on that. So, I get that there. there's probably a better solution than just leaving her in solitary because guess what? In human prisons, that's a punishment that you do to people.
2: Uh, but, I was going to say, what they what they need to do is they need to either acquire animals from another place that yeah. can keep company or they need to send their animal to go live at a facility with other animals that it can interact with instead of getting new animals from the ocean or whatever. Yeah,
1: so most other captive orcas, uh, like at SeaWorld, for example... Sure. Most of them have companions, not necessarily other orcas, right. but dolphins or something else, other
2: porpoises. Of uh, but some type, Kiska probably. is
1: still just alone in her tank, and she's been isolated for over ten years. And they're very social animals, so she she just flops and floats on the surface for hours at a time, which is not normal behavior. Uh, that is called logging and that is something cap or only seen in captivity. Wild orcas will never do. And captive ones do that when they're just basically just giving up for short periods of time. I was going to say it sounds like
2: the (laughs) boredom slash depressive type equivalent of us just like laying on the couch or the bed. Yep like like just defeat
1: uh she also conducts thrashing behavior which is violently moving her head and upper body in shallow water and alongside the glass window of her tank she's been doing this for decades again this behavior is never documented in the wild this is something depressed orcas do in captivity Her teeth are all in bad shape, most of them worn down to the gums, because she's constantly chewing on the concrete or the metal gates in her tank. Like, this is all signs of a depressed, abused animal. And it's... If
2: nothing else, it's certainly signs of severe, severe boredom. I mean, like, literally animals do that sort of stuff when they have nothing better to do. Could you
1: imagine... Spending ten years in isolation, I don't think any one of us could do that and come out of that sane and okay. Yeah. It's like it's old boy syndrome. I think it was in that movie, eleven years that he was just isolated. At least they gave him a TV. <laughs> Kiska doesn't even have a Orca TV.
2: Right. Yeah. It's.
1: Somebody reminded me of this today, and I'm ashamed that, like, I didn't really forget that she exists, but she was off my mind for a bit. And I don't honestly know the solution. And as horrible as it is, I think euthanasia might be the solution at this point. Like, she can't go back in captivity and she can't stay alone any longer. And I think I I would love maybe putting her out of her mercy, like, then at least try to
2: reach out to some sort of a network like the aza or something you know some organization and see if there is another facility that has an animal that would be a good companion and make arrangements for one of those animals to be transferred
1: or transfer it would be better like to whatever. at least try yeah you know it's just um, i don't have the solution but i think this is just terrible and Unfortunately, there are, like, petitions all over the place to uh, free her and put her in the wild. At least right now, that's not viable. She can't survive anymore. Uh, Like, that would be certain death. But she deserves a better life than what she has, or at least putting her out of her misery. But Uh,
2: Unfortunately, a lot of animal activists don't always know what's actually good. you know a lot of people assume that like setting them free would be helpful but she
1: probably would have been you great know never being put in captivity oh, right but once um, that's done the toothpaste is out of the tube <laughs> like you right. can't yeah, just throw yeah. her back good in the luck ocean putting it
2: back in <laughs> exactly um yeah i you know it's it's sort of like the uh you know when i when I did my lab animal course, yeah. uh, when I was going through the vet tech program, uh they talked about the fact of you know uh why, if you go to a laboratory, if you ever work there where they have research animals, why they have all these weird artificial lights, you know to simulate sunlight instead of having windows. And it's because you have so many animal activists who will smash windows and try to free all the animals and set the facilities on fire that they literally have to make them compounds. And it's actually made it worse for the animals Um, because now, of course, we can't have natural sunlight, which is the better option of the two. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, we've tried to put simulated sunlight that are on timers and things like that to, uh, you know, keep the animals as normal and healthy as possible Uh, but, you know things are modified Um, and it's one of those situations where that may be an occurrence of it actually being more harmful, you know yeah so it's it's kind of one of those, it goes both ways. Uh, I'm not saying that all research is good or okay, or that bad things have never been done. Um, and you're okay. certainly welcome to your own opinion about what you think is okay. But, uh, you know, yeah. it's certainly not good to make it worse for all the other animals. But I do have to ask,
1: before... I buy this lipstick. Did it look good on that rabbit?
2: That's right. I Absolutely. need to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. I, I, there was a, a t-shirt company for a while that said, uh, that put on their tags, this, uh, this t-shirt was tested on animals, and then it says underneath, it didn't fit. And I was like, alright, (laughs) touche This isn't exactly
1: the same thing Because this was just a special effect Not cruelty But I'm reminded of a poster I had That had Like, I had this But also it's because it was free uh because they would hang it in doctor's offices and stuff and it just had various yes. animals smoking cigarettes
2: we had you one of those had that, in my you? school yeah that exact one and when i saw the picture like, i was like it oh, looks just as stupid as memories memories. you do it <laughs> like i'm sitting in the nurse's or, office. sorry
1: just as stupid as when you do it uh but I loved that one. It just, all the different <laughs> animals with a cigarette in their mouth or beak yeah. or muzzle or whatever have you. I don't know why I just thought of that, but anyway.
2: Yeah, I. Uh... Since
1: I've depressed the hell out of the first three quarters of this episode, Chris, Peter, let me save you.
0: Please. <laughs> let me polish that turd. <laughs> go ahead i hope the uh video listeners enjoyed that hand gesture that's right uh, yep. all two of them did uh, yep. yes yep i love how <laughs> i've said that like five like the last four podcasts now and nobody ever says there's no video listeners <laughs> you can listen <laughs> anyway to video. yeah let's focus there, there are so, video
2: observers
0: <laughs> so activision is terrible sorry activision blizzard king is the full name like some people say Blizzard, some people say Activision, some say Activision Blizzard. There is also a King in there. It is ABK Correct. Activision Blizzard King. Just clarifying. So I'm going to say Activision.
2: Play your king to crush as well.
0: Ugh. Yep. That is important. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was announced today that Microsoft is looking to finalize a deal I thought to acquire Activision. It. No, it's not it's not for uh finished until June of 2023. Oh. Okay. Which is one of the reasons it's still kind of a turd, because first of all, big-time mergers like this can lead to all kinds of bullshit happening. Uh, Like, it happens all the time with, like, TV networks. It happens all the time with um, just all kinds... Like, a lot of people end up losing their jobs because they're Mm -hmm. suddenly considered redundant, and even then they're not necessarily redundant. And important decision-makers get replaced by people who have no idea what the hell they're doing. Like, uh, one one of the people who had a good take on this was Adam Conover, from Adam Ruins Everything, because that's the reason his show got canned. <clears throat> because the network he was on um, got acquired. Like, there was a merger thing going on, and as a result, even though his show was the second highest rated show on the network, it's still fairly profitable, they were just like, yeah, you're done. Yeah. just because, And that was entirely because of new corporate overlords. <laughs> so, one of the reasons merger is bad, also... You know, you have the potential exclusivity thing, but I mean, Phil Spencer just trying to be like, guys, it's fine. We're not going to do any exclusive bullshit, which That's one easy to say. I don't. <laughs> That's good to say. But I mean, also, he may not be in charge forever. Mm hmm. I mean, you know, since time continues, but he did point out one thing that I think is well. OK. There's two things out of this that I think are potentially good. It does give a potential exit for Bobby Kotick, who is a giant piece of shit, mm-hmm. having threatened to threaten to kill people. And we're like, I was just joking, except apparently he wasn't. Having wanted to buy media company, like game journalism companies, just so they could write good press about Activision. Having basically helped perpetuate the toxic workplace culture that led to people committing suicide, led to people getting sexually assaulted. He's just the worst. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't sound like a uh, real winner. No, no, no. Massive piece of shit. This is the guy who also constantly has people get fired, and then is like, okay, I fired all these people. Give me more money. And the board's like, okay. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's the worst parts of that type of... That it's end, not a popularity
1: know. contest. He saved the company millions of dollars by terminating all these jobs. So sure, throw him a bonus. Yeah, exactly. It's horrible. Basically
0: getting rid of people who could use the money to give him even more of his already bullshit accumulated wealth. Mm-hmm. Capitalism. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Uh the worst the worst form of it anyway. Well one yeah. of the worst. Uh there's there's worse still I but yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the shit this is the turd. The, the the first polish is it sounds very much like once the merger's complete, he'll be kicked out. Uh, The slight downside to that is, of course, he'll still get his golden parachute because, of course, he will. Mm -hmm. Like, if they fire him with cause, he still gets paid $250,000. Hmm. Um, Also, yeah, yeah, Emily's uh, missing for some reason. I don't know if that uh uh-huh is just because you're sad or you're noticing and wondering what's going on with Emily. No, Emily will be right back. We didn't have to call Uh attention to it. I did.
2: See, she's back. Yeah. It was necessary to call attention to it. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, yeah. anyway, I went to so, the bathroom. <laughs> you. I
1: actually explode, didn't know that because you I keep it on the video as like much as I can. A human?
0: How dare Gross. you! I know. Yeah. Like, literally, it was only just now as you were talking, I noticed the podcast channel has a light on it, meaning, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so the good news here is, and this might actually interest you, Chris, I don't know how much this is going to mean for you, Emily. Actually, no, this will mean something for you. Activision in particular, and also Blizzard and also King, have been sitting on a bunch of IPs they've been doing jack shit with. Mm hmm. Phil Spencer in particular called out a few. Most obvious. Guitar Hero. Yep. Because we haven't had a Guitar Hero in how many years?
2: Many. And,
0: you you know, it's like, that's something that, it's probably a good time, like, they don't want to need to farm out another one, you know, they could pace themselves with this, but they could bring back another Guitar Hero. Yep. With the peripheral and everything, and I think it would go over well for the current gen. I
1: think that would be pretty good, but I have sort of invested in the Rock Band franchise more, so I would want to continue with that.
0: Mm. But if another Rock Band doesn't come out for a while, I mean, I'm just saying. I like that the peripherals are cross-compatible, and if they come out with a whole new
1: set of instruments, I'd probably get those and then use them with Rock Band.
0: Mm, That's fair. So, but yeah, that is potentially a thing that they're doing. They also mentioned two interesting franchises. Franchises I have not heard their names uttered in some time and i got to admit if they do something with them and it's half decent i'll be happy chris emily too. do you remember quake not what i thought you were going
1: to be excited about uh i remember there's another one i'm gonna get to that's the one i i hope you're gonna mention that i'm pretty excited about
2: I'm like vaguely aware of it.
1: I remember so Quake, Quake. Uh, but I was never an FPS guy. I know it was revolutionary, but
0: I'm mm. uh, that doesn't excite me. Here's the thing about Quake. It was very much not like it, it was one of the FPSs in the in the time where an FPSs were called Doom clones,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Cuz it's like and so it's one of the big 3 of that era. There's probably others I could say, but I consider the big 3 to be Quake, Doom, and Wolfenstein. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So two of those have been getting games recently, and they've been trying to do interesting stuff with them. Now, Quake had basically, from what I recall, no story, even (laughs) less than the other two, because Wolfenstein probably...
1: Of the three that you mentioned, Quake was kind of the first, like, multiplayer online, like... Mm. uh, As we understand FPS online, games that, like, there's... throw throw a rock, hit one right now. Oh, dude. Quake was one of the first popular online multiplayer FPS
0: games. Like, back in the early 2000s, in the computer lab, whenever we finished our assignments early, we were allowed to play games. So we would just install Quake because it only took, like, five seconds to install and then just play LAN multiplayer. Yeah. This is, like, 2001. I mean, so obviously it's already out of date because, I mean, this is 2001, the same year Halo came out. (laughs) But... You know, it was it was all good fun, and in particular, um, the other one that they acquired. But like the the big thing with Quake would be they would have to figure out how to ha- do the lack of narrative thing because one of the things that made Quake stand out was just, you know, you had multiplayer. The graphics were cutting edge. It was like Doom, but better. But it had less of a plot. See, Quake was designed
1: as multiplayer. There isn't really mm-hmm. any single player campaign. It was just multiplayer and it was revolutionary single player in one of them at the time. I don't know how you make Quake stand out from the crowd now. Like what can (laughs) they do different enough that like every game that has even somewhat of a shooting element to it has an online multiplayer component and then there's uh, while there are single player narratives to them you've got like your various call of duties and stuff like that that are really designed for just online i don't know what quite can do to stand out now it was revolutionary but it's old news at this point
0: chris here's the thing Mm -hmm. i can't wait to find out what they do (laughs) even if it's shit at least they tried
1: Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting as like one of the pioneers of the genre as we understand it now mm-hmm. what they let's do let's see if there's some they're... life in that old horse yeah exactly but the other one the one I yes, hope the one you gonna... and I are
0: probably super hyped about I'm so excited if Emily. you're talking about what I think you're talking about Emily are you familiar with Hexen is that Emily. not it Chris uh, um... nope really oh god damn it Okay, so Hexen Mm -hmm. was one of the first-of-its-kind first-person fantasy RPGs, but done in, like, a Doom style. Okay. So, like, you had stuff like Dragon Claws that could shoot magical spells. Oh. As well as Maces and, like, other shit like that, and it was- so it was, like, kind of a Doom style game, but, like, in a magical subgenre. And, like, Hmm. so- it would be really interesting to see them do an action first-person shooter in the modern setting with this fantasy trappings of Hexen. And I think it had a bit more of a plot. But anyway, okay, I have apparently disappointed Chris. So, Chris, there's probably I'm... another one on the list. No, nope, I am completely
1: wrong. I don't know how I got confused. Oh, I crushed your spirit. Oh my God! I was trying <laughs> Hang not to. On. I'm seeing if it's one of their subsidiaries. Uh... Okay. No, I'm just so dumb. Oh. Okay. <laughs> not Activision. Yeah, uh-huh. you know who uh,
0: Xbox needs to buy. Who? Tecmo. Ah. That'd be good, because their their stuff has been shit lately. I, for some reason,
1: and I swear I read it in a list, but obviously either the list was wrong or I'm wrong. Uh I thought Monster Rancher was Activision.
0: Yeah, it's Tecmo.
1: I would love a new Monster Rancher. And you would have to, because everything's digital, you would have to have the insert the disc mode, but also a (laughs) analyze this game on the hard drive mode. (laughs) But, but you know, there was a certain joy back in the day of just grabbing every disc-based thing in your house. And it's like, it would take... It wouldn't take DVDs, uh, but it would take music CDs. It would take games it would take PC games it would it, it was it just randomly generated a monster based on some sort of algorithm it applied to the data on the disc but I loved Monster Rancher
2: just because yeah. it reminded me of it my uh, friend who does a lot of the social media stuff for them will be happy if I uh, remind everyone to go play Slime Rancher too.
0: <laughs> so you didn't care for this the is what time. this is what I want to see happen. Really? With. I
2: thought it was it was it was just a fun little you know mess around kind of game. I
1: probably didn't give it enough time or understand it well enough. Sorry, That's go on?
0: I was I was gonna transition because I imagine we're already close to time. How much time would you say we have left, Chris?
1: Uh, however much time your next story is going
0: to take. Let's go with the short one then, because we've already gone kind of long. Emily, I'll tell you the other story some other time. The one I said we, I should tell you sometime sounds good. Uh, that's a that's a recent one anyway, and it's a feel good story. But let's 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 keep it simple because this one's been on the list, and I think I mentioned it back when you asked me for examples, Chris. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> wrestling tale time. That time again. I'm going to tell a short one. This mm-hmm. is the tale of RoboCop in WCW. So, uh, WCW, I mentioned this a bit in passing, was owned by Turner Broadcast Networks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's the Turner family, you know, TBS, TNT, CNN, all them. Ted Turner, the billionaire Ted Turner. He, basically what happened is he acquired, I want to say Jim Crockett Promotions. I could be wrong about the original company, and they became World Championship Wrestling in, like, 1987, 1988, something like that. And this is the company that brought us Ric Flair. This is the per- company that brought us Woo! Sting. This is, the- Yep. This is the company that brought us Lex Luger. This is the company that would bring us Vader. And so on. All of whom would, which would work for, um, WWF at some point. Or WWE. So, in 1990 wcw had recently lost their head of uh the company i forget who it was before him but it was replaced with jim Hurd. poor jim Hurd. he got his start in pizza hut and now he's suddenly in charge of a wrestling company and to top it all off he just had to fire his booker because he thought he the guy the guy who like sets up all the storylines you know, books the stories so the booker, that's kind of the main term. Mm-hmm. He had to fire his booker, so he had a new booker. I want to say it was Arn Anderson. Um, not, not super relevant, but I'm just saying, this, this is all going on. And Turner comes to them and says, Hey, Robocop 2 is coming out this summer. We need you to help promote it.
1: Because that crossover
0: makes perfect sense? Apparently. <laughs> So this led to the inaugural and only Capital Combat, so-called because it took place in Washington, D.C., and it was formally billed as Capital Combat, the return of RoboCop. So to further set up some storyline that is important for what is about to happen, which is going to be inconsequential, Ric Flair is the champion. Mm -hmm. The plan was that Sting was going to beat Ric Flair and become champion. Like Rick had personally promised Sting I'm going to make you champion. It's going to be the start of something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Then Sting gets injured and can't wrestle. That's no good. So they're like, uh, what do we do? What do we do? Okay, Lex Luger. He's the United States champion. He's also a good guy. He'll face Ric Flair at Capital Combat. So that's the plan there. And at the same time, they're like, Okay, but we still need to involve Sting, especially because he's been doing promos with RoboCop advertising Capital Combat. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there would be these ludicrous promos where Sting would say, like, something, you know, jazzy to inspire the kids, and then RoboCop would be like, your move, creep. Remember, Mm -hmm. this is for the kids, and RoboCop is very much an R-rated movie, (laughs) as is RoboCop 2. The 80s and 90s were wild, man. Mm (laughs) But don't forget, they made, like, animated series for, like, Rambo and, like, all this other stuff, too. Yeah. I want to say uh. Uh, the character and the person
1: that is Robocop in the mm-hmm. following the narrative of the movie, putting them up against the canonical character and person that is literally any wrestling Personality—it's not—it's ridiculous. It's like RoboCop ignores everything they do, and then either tears their limbs off if he doesn't have his gun, because he would just shoot them first. It's like the narratives don't fit at all. Chris, it gets
0: dumber. (laughs) I—I
1: bet it does, and I hope it does.
0: Oh yeah, so. They have a thing where it's like... Sting and Robocop have their own locker room... And they're like doing stuff in the back... It's unclear what... Robocop so... doesn't need a locker room... I, I, I again, I None of this fits! <laughs> Go on... I'm not trying to be So there's a match... Um, I forget who exactly was involved... Um, the, the important thing is... Right before this segment... There was a match involving a shark cage... Now shark cage matches... Are incredibly stupid because you know a cage match is like a cage around the ring. Shark mm-hmm, cage right. is a human being is trapped in a cage. So the theory is the person in the cage can interfere, but it's like why don't you just ban them from ringside? Why don't you just lock them <laughs> in a room? But it's like
2: they it's just, just put in a, a cage. <laughs> yeah,
0: they, they make it more of a spectacle by just having them right. in a shark cage, and it's just like this is so stupid. It's it's one of my least favorite. They've brought it back a couple times, and it's always been dumb. One of my favorites was they had a guy slip through the bars by taking his clothes off. Like, he still had underwear on, but he was, like, down to his underwear. He slips through the bars. It's like, ah And then he still gets yes, his ass kicked. The so making the escape entirely pointless. <laughs> so there was a shirt cage match, mm-hmm. and the shirt cage was still at ringside. So now Sting, who, remember, can't compete, he comes down to the ring just to say hi to the fans, because he's, like, he's doing the white meat, babyface, like, Instead of Hulk Hogan who had the little Hulksters, that's what he called his fans. Mm -hmm. Stinger had the little stingers. Original. Mm. (laughs) But Sting had face paint, it's fine. He was also blind at the time, but that's different. Uh, You think Hulk Hogan wasn't wearing (laughs) a lot of makeup? (laughs) Yeah, but that's different. (laughs) I mean it has very orange. (laughs) <laughs> plus, he, plus he constantly wore a bandana to hide how bald he was mm-hmm. and he's still insecure about that mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> uh, so Sting comes down to ring Is like hey kids how you doing and as this is going on the four horsemen which is Ric Flair's crew is stable I think I've mentioned that before mm-hmm. like the group of wrestlers all are called a stable that may, co- that may become relevant in future episodes but I'll mention that again so Ric Flair's Four horsemen come out, and they attack Sting, and they trap him in the shirt cage. And they're like, aha, we got you, Sting. And then they just kind of stand there menacingly as, who comes down the ramp? Chris, who is it?
1: Robocop.
0: Yes. Robocop slowly marches towards them like only Robocop can. and come, And the four horsemen are like, oh crap, that's Robocop. We can't fight a machine. And they just run. So then Robocop gets to the cage, grabs the door, opens the door, presumably tearing off its fake hinges. Question, Peter, for clarification. Yes. Actually Peter Weller? You know I'm not sure. It might have just been a stunt man. But second follow up question
1: Actual movie costume or watered yes. down? Okay, so actual like... Actual movie costume, which is a accurate costume. <laughs> wow.
0: Which is, which, is, which is important.
1: Probably not Peter Weller because... The I do he of, talks in the... Le- the amount of money talks. you have to pay for Peter Weller to do that, when it's a nose-down role, you can probably pay someone a lot less to do it in a non-speaking role. Yeah.
0: No, because like he talked in the promos, and that was probably Peter Weller, but for the actual, like... Segment that here might when, even like even have he's, been
1: he's, a combination of stuntman and voiceover, because his voiceover rate is probably less than his imperson rate.
0: Yeah, but they could have done like the actual video promos on like the set of the movie. Yeah, maybe actually, if he's already yeah, in costume. Like, yeah, you know, anyway. like my point is, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Peter Weller doing this stunt. That stunt, so he tears the door off. Sting is free, and then they both walk to the back with part of RoboCop's costume falling off because he, they were warned beforehand if robocop did anything physical his costume would fall apart and it did
2: <laughs> incredible but anyway
0: the, they built the... this up as the return of robocop there were promos about but, this sorry and this that's warning, what robocop
1: did this warning about his suit mm-hmm. falling off this wasn't in character like canonical to the story no no
0: this was like backstage jim oh, heard okay. was told hey you 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 have to book RoboCop on the show, but if he does anything physical, his suit will fall apart.
1: But then the fact that he was able to tear the cage apart meant it wasn't in character. Like, the narrative isn't lining up.
0: Leave it dumber, because all that happened is Sting got trapped in a shirt cage that was conveniently there, RoboCop saved him from it, and then RoboCop left.
1: Yeah, if you wanted to help him out, you probably could have just disabled all his opponents effortlessly because you're RoboCop.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <sighs> it gets even dumber because the show's not over. Oh, no. Remember, I said it was only halfway through. So the main event has Lex Luger take on Ric Flair in a cage match. Yeah. And eventually, it just leads to a DQ finish, because this happened a lot in the 90, early, late 80s, early 90s, where a main event on a major pay-per-view could just have a DQ finish. Nowadays, people would not stand for that. Please clarify DQ. A disqualification. Thank it's you. very important to understand that in wrestling, if the champion or is disqualified in a match, he doesn't lose the title. The title yes. can only change hands on pinfall or submission. So that also means yeah. if like, they're outside the ring for a 10 count and they're counted out, they don't lose the title. Yeah. They do occasionally have a storyline where that's possible. Like, one of my favorite mm. stupid storylines was a Randy Orton-Christian Cage feud, where Christian Cage felt he was constantly getting screwed by refs, which he kind of was. Like, he was being a wiener about it, but it was true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So he just, he made a rule for their championship match that if Randy Orton got DQ'd, Christi- he, Christian Cage, would win the title. And then he the entire match... Was Christian Cage trying to piss Randy Orton off? So he t- got DQ'd? <laughs> Included at one point spitting in the other man's mouth.
1: Ew. Gross. Yes. And also you did mention... I don't think that was intentional.
0: I think he just tried to spit on him and a- his aim was too true. <laughs> I... uh, Post-COVID or like... Post... Pre-COVID. This was like... This was, well, I'm this just was 2011.
2: Saying that... this was 2011. No, 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 no <laughs> I understand that. i that... With that's... COVID no. now being a thing that is like... Yep. Act like a new level of gross. Yeah, like before add it was just the gross list of but now so it's so many like things <laughs> disease. that
1: we did pre COVID that now seems so weird. Anyway. Uh I just yep. wanted to clarify because you had mentioned DQ before, but um mm. just wanted to clarify. Yeah, disqualification. Yeah. Like
0: if you punch somebody in the dick, if somebody else who's spo- not in the match, I mean uh, that's how I start enters the match on your <laughs> Sorry? That's how I start fights. Because then they don't last long. (laughs) Yeah, the the match immediately ends. You lost, but you also won. In a way.
1: Uh, I didn't Uh, get punched in the dick, and someone else did, so who really lost?
0: Yeah. (laughs) But the point is, Lex Luger gets trapped in the cage with the four horsemen. The match is over at this point, so Sting comes out to help his friend. Now, he needs to get inside a cage. Right? So surely... Robocop would come up to help, right? Because we saw him tear open a cage earlier. Nope. And then he just waits desperately until somebody finally gets some bolt cutters and then he cuts his way inside. So not only was Robocop useless for the main event... disappointingly anticlimactic. This is what I'm saying! It wasn't even a good return of Robocop. Yeah. He saved Sting from a shark cage. And there was another worse cage later in the show. And RoboCop was nowhere to be seen.
1: I hate all of that. Mm -hmm. So as we end, because we're about at the end and then some. There's one thing I had on the topic list that you removed, Peter. Mm hmm. You do another podcast. Yeah, we've done this. Uh, I don't think I was aware
0: Okay. I told you before my first episode. I told you when I showed up to do the first extra life with you. It's come up I don't not very remember often remember
1: this, but you Maybe never twice about a year. It on this podcast. Because so... I
0: consider it gauche to talk about a podcast on another podcast than when no, I'm on both. It's like I you w- know
1: what else I do. I want you to talk about your other podcast.
0: Oh, well, it's fine now, because they're no longer coming out on the same day.
1: Okay. Wouldn't have been a problem right, to so, begin with. Sorry? Wouldn't have been a problem to begin with, but... I know. I We had
0: this conversation. We are repeating a conversation we had back in 2018.
1: Okay. Well, that's a long time
2: we ago. We had this conversation late last year, I think. Or early this year. <laughs> yes, we had it on the podcast. Like, it's... this is... A... Oh, my God. No, in text format. Yes, I know. Chris has repeated
0: himself. This is, okay. okay. Uh, anyway, so I do a podcast <laughs> called uh, The Pop Tower Podcast. It's me and my uh, long-time online colleague, uh, James Bullock. We do it every uh, two weeks. So it's bi-monthly. Uh, and let me just see. I'm trying to remember what Bi-weekly. our latest episode was. Cause we, started. we talk about video games, movie, and TV. Like We usually mm-hmm. try to talk about one of each every day. Uh, we just did the best in TV of 2021, which isn't so much actually the best in TV. It was more like a recap of TV shows we maybe didn't do episodes about because we did a bunch of stuff on like you know popular shows like we did both halves of Kevin Smith's Master of the Universe. Um, what else did we do? God, I would have to look at the previous episode titles at this point. Uh, Cowboy Bebop uh arcane supergirl midnight mass you get the idea yeah. but we usually try to do some combination of a video game a movie and a tv show per episode
1: yeah nice
0: and yeah it's called the pop tower podcast you can find it on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your pods nice comes out comes out on fridays just there. wanted. are you happy Yes. Uh, yes, we I are Peter. You, I wanted
1: you to promote your other podcast, and I didn't want to have to drag it out of you.
0: I thought you were going to rehash the conversation we've had many times before, and you did.
2: If you say so. Yeah. Thanks for sharing.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, this is literally how we were able to give away those uh, Square Enix games on the 2018. Remember that? Yes.
2: Yeah, that's why we had the whole co- Oh my god! <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen never, Peter this man.
0: Never mind. the most, I've generally been annoyed at Chris, and I'm more just annoyed at his lack of memory.
1: I have a bad memory, but also, uh, uh, th- why are you fighting a chant? Like, do you I, uh, do you think the, I ever? Emily, 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 people- take a film. Ask me uh, to talk about this podcast. I don't.
2: <laughs> I think it's uh, time for sleepy times. So yes, outro. Three, two, one. Dipstick,
1: trash
0: bag, shatterproof glass, jail pipe, tread like grease and chrome, front bumper, universal bearing, aerial, brake shoe,
2: shock absorber. But what's the what's the aerial